0: Hello, today I'm very excited to be speaking with George Lamoureux. Hello George.
1: Hello Kate, how are you? I'm Pleasure fan- to be here. <laughs>
0: I'm fantastic, how are you?
1: Great, great, thank you.
0: So I'm a huge fan of your products and I've learnt so much about Chinese herbs just just through taking them really and through kind of getting to know your formulas. Do you want to, for people that aren't familiar, do you want to give a little bit of background on who you are and what Jing Herbs is all about?
1: Um, well, you know, I actually, I it, it, I had a very long journey to, to where I am today in Tonic Herbs. Um, you may or may not know this about me, but I actually started out uh, on Wall Street. I was a crude oil trader in New York. Um And I did that for many many years and basically the stress and anxiety that that caused in my life almost literally did me in so um, I decided that I have to do find another way do something different so I went to um, I went to the French culinary Institute and I became a chef and I became a pastry chef, actually. <laughs> and when I, when I moved to California, that's what I was doing. Um, but surprisingly, and I, I was working for Wolfgang Puck. I think a lot of people know that name. Yeah. Um, I was the head pastry chef at his restaurant in Malibu. But one of the things that was very interesting about me being a pastry chef is that I didn't really like sugar. That much, so I would I would be making all of these recipes, and I would try to reduce the sugar as much as possible. And Wolfgang would come by, and he would taste what I was making, and he would every single time he would go more sugar. And so, um, but what the great thing that happened during that time is I actually met someone who I was working with who was always in a great mood, had an amazing amount of energy and never got sick. And what I noticed about that person was they used to have to come in every day and they had this muddy looking water that they would drink all day long. And I became really curious about what that was and started asking questions about it. And so I was taken to the herb shop where he got his herbs and I have to tell you the, f- the very first herb that I ever took in my whole life was reishi mushroom, wow. it was ganoderma yeah. and within 15 minutes no joke I had a transformational experience yeah. by taking that herb um, the likes of which I couldn't explain to this day but um, all of the you know being sort of like a type A personality at one time and working on Wall Street and all that craziness i had a lot of baggage that i was carrying with me and there was something about what happened that day that totally transformed how i was feeling and it was almost like uh you know a voice just saying to me, "You know what? You've got to let go of this. Put it down. It no longer serves your life."
0: So that was in LA, was it? Yes,
1: this is, that was in Los Angeles.
0: So, which herbal store was it that you went to? Do you remember?
1: It was the. It was an herbal emporium that was on at Kenny Boulevard.
0: Uh huh. And what year are we talking?
1: Oh, oh gosh, that was some, um, 1982, no, 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 it was
0: 1992. Wow, wow. Yeah. So really at the beginning of all the interest in tribalism. Yes, liberalism. yes. So that inspired you to take another changing career?
1: Yes, it did. That, yeah, so I... I Basically, you know, I stayed there for a while. But what I did was um, I started to look into acupuncture schools because, uh, at the time, and I that's actually still the case, acupuncture schools were the only places where you could actually study Chinese medicine and Chinese herbalism um, formally. So. That's why. uh, So I enrolled in uh, the master's program there, and that was a four-year program. But I never, I never really warmed up to being an acupuncturist. But the herbs, I absolutely loved, and obviously still love to this very day. And so I graduated in 1997, and I just recently, in 2012, I went back and got my doctorate. In classical
0: Chinese herbs. So, at what point did you start selling the formulations? What, when did Jing Herbs begin?
1: That was in two thousand
0: and eight. Uh huh. That's right. Yes. And what prompted and, that? that what, what motivated that?
1: Um, well, you know, I, there were there were certainly a lot of um, there were a lot of herb stores, but. The thing that motivated me most was to actually establish a company that functioned and adhered to the ancient Taoist practices and the Taoist philosophies. Um, In herbalism, it's known as nourishing the life arts or uh, the gate of life herbalism and it has the three components, the jing, and chi, and the shen, and I wanted to basically establish a company that was really true to those teachings, and the formulas that we do are based on those philosophies, and and, and that way of, of looking at how to nourish life and how to live very long. Can you,
0: can you break that down for us? Because I've been taking all. I've been taking awaken the Shen and restore the Jing and mm-hmm. what's the one yeah. for the Qi? Uh, right. The, what's right. the one for the Qi called?
1: Activate the Qi. Activate the Qi. Right? Yeah,
0: and really profound. Like I've just found really profound, and it's really helped me to understand. What those yeah. three energies are about by taking them. So, for people that aren't familiar, could you break down what those energies are and what they're all about?
1: Um, well, they're they're called the treasures in in Chinese herbalism. Um, and so, the first one is is the Jing. Now, uh, there are a lot of ways of thinking about Jing, but that is um, that is the the base elemental energy in your body. All of your functions basically run off of the jing. And jing is established in you at the moment of your conception. It is basically the energy that is passed on to you from your parents. But not only from your parents, but going back all generations to the very beginning of, of your line, you are downloading all of that information and all of that energy of your ancestors at the moment that you are conceived. And that's a really, really powerful energy, and it's a stored energy. And it, um, it sort of it, it releases on a day-to-day basis. So we, we believe that what basically keeps you alive and functioning is the fact that that Jain energy is transforming every single day and it transforms into usable energy from a stored energy. And uh, if you have a good lifestyle and uh, you eat well and you sleep well, um, you can actually conserve the use of that jink energy for a very, very, very long time. This is basically what gives people their longevity. Um, But, on the other hand, and and I, unfortunately, was guilty of this, and this is another reason why um, I actually turned to herbalism, is because I also had to do a lot of healing, and that's one of the things that I hope that people would understand in doing herbs, is that no matter where you are in your life, and no matter where you have been up to this point, there is always a time to begin over again. There's always a time to have a new begin, and you can do that at any time in your life. And it doesn't matter what condition you're in, you can start. So, um, so, uh, and that, that's basically why I started, all right? Um, but that machine energy, uh, you do have to protect it. And as I said, uh, if it's really if you're really conservative and do a really good job you can live a very very long and fruitful life Mm -hmm. right so
0: for people people who are listening and thinking oh but my parents weren't very healthy when i was conceived and they're worried if you're born can you be born with lodging and then can you do things to like build that up you can
1: yes you can if, if your parents were not in good health when you were conceived you will start with a little bit of a death. There's, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. But but what we have learned through modern epigenetics, this is getting away from Chinese medicine, but what we've learned in modern epigenetics is that you have the ability to basically counteract any kind of deficiency you may have been dealt uh-huh. from you know, at birth. So there are certainly foods and herbs and Exercises and all kinds of different lifestyle things that you can do that will greatly impact and enhance your Jing energy. As a matter of fact, um, one of the, the things about Jing is that if you really are masterful at how you conduct yourself and the foods that you eat and the air that you breathe and the herbs that you take, if you produce more energy on a day to day basis that you Use up your body will automatically concentrate that and it will store it as jing essence. So there is some rest restorative function that is capable that you are capable of having, so that you can boost your jing even if you were born with less than somebody else. But it's always, of course, the best thing is to have to have it right from the beginning. <laughs>
0: Can you explain as well how Jing relates to kidneys and the adrenals?
1: Uh, yeah, well, it, it is in, in classical Chinese medicine. The Jing is associated with the kidneys, but it's not necessarily the physical kidneys themselves. But it is more uh, the area of of energy in that area where the kidneys lie. They call that the uh, the, the main men or the uh, that's that's the, the life gauge, all right, and that's where the minister the ministerial fire exists in. and it's sort of in between where the physical kidneys lie, but it's an energetic space. It's not necessarily a you know a physical location. Uh, so the jing is associated with that area, and the reason that it's associated with the adrenals is because jing has a very close relationship with the whole endocrine system in general, okay? Jing is, is uh, really the substance of jing uh,
0: It encompasses the
1: kidneys, the, uh, the spinal column, the spinal fluid, the brain, the marrow of the bones, that's all jing substance in the body. So that's why it's it's associated with the kidney adrenal Mm -hmm. area.
0: And is it possible? Could you pick out if you had to pick out just one herb to support the jing energy? Could you do that?
1: Um, What's the top herb? Well, I'll actually give you a a couple Okay. because one of the ones one of the ones that I'm going to recommend is actually not an herb, but it's it's a uh, it's deer antler. Uh huh. And uh, I know that there are a lot of people, especially a lot of vegans, who are horrified at the concept of using uh, antler, but um, here's the thing. Uh, they actually do not harm the animal in harvesting the antler. And the reason why that substance is so profoundly powerful is because it, uh, it contains um, growth factor it contains amino acids, building blocks of tissue, uh, collagen, uh-huh. and all of those incredible, incredible substances uh, that actually help enhance your life force. Uh-huh. So that would be the first substance. And it's very young in nature. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fiery, it's a young substance. Uh, so that would be the first one, and it it's the most powerful. But if you wanted to go into the plant kingdom, um, I think one, one of my favorites uh, would be the herb uh, morinda, uh-huh. And um, the reason I like morinda so much, or eucomia is it another good one. Morinda and eucomia, those yeah. are probably two favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, but morinda is a really good kidney essence tonic. Um, but it's it's not too warm. It's just gentle, very very nourishing, and not not drying at all. And uromia, uh, which is another
0: kidney essence high,
1: is really spectacular for the structural integrity of the body, for bones, tendons, and ligaments. Mm-hmm. Um, so those so those are two in the yang category. And then we go to the yin category, probably the uh, yin. Jane herb that most people are familiar with is gochitza, which is commonly known as goji berries. Aye, or, okay. Right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that is, uh, again, one of the kidney tonics, but it is more uh, kind of finding the yin of the jing rather than the yang. Mm-hmm. It's very balanced. Another famous, mm-hmm. a really famous one, Social group Yeah. That's another kidney, that's another good kidney yin essence type. Mm-hmm. So those two are probably the most famous mm-hmm. and the most, uh, most used.
0: We should just clarify as well for people that you were saying Mirinda, which is different from Mirinda. Which you want to tell us about next? You want to talk about Qi or Shen?
1: Oh, well, Qi is actually, that's, that, that's the a logical progression from Jing because. Um, as you go from the denser to the more lighter energies in the body, uh, it is the, it's the, the transformation of jing into qi that's the next, next progression of the ladder. And basically, you know, qi is just the day-to-day <coughs> energy um, that you get from the food that you eat and the air that you breathe. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, if you want to look at it uh, this way also, qi is considered post-nail energy and the jing is considered the prenatal energy. So that jing is inherited, but the qi, that's the energy that you are really responsible for. That's why uh, the, the food that you eat and the food that you prepare is so critically important. To the quality of the cheese that you have, and you know, and certainly um, this leads to digestive health. So, um, the quality of, uh, or I should say, the health of your digestive flora and fauna, um, that environment in uh, your whole digestive tract, that is critically important to extract all of the nutrients, not only out of the Food that you eat, but out of the herbs that you also take. Um, and that is certainly going to determine the amount of energy that you have on a day to day basis. And as I said before, if you are really good at creating energy from the food that you eat, your body will be able to store it if you don't use it all up. Now, in a modern society, it's really difficult for most of us not to use all of that energy because a lot of us have a pretty frenetic lifestyle, you know. Um, we're always on the go from the time we get up until the time we decide to go back uh, to sleep again. Um, we, have, we have so much that we need to accomplish during a day. Um, but hopefully, and I know you do this, hopefully you do take time um, to nurture and to do self-development, and things like um, meditation, and yoga, Um, all of those beneficial exercises, not only physical exercises, but internal alchemical exercises that you can do, are really going to be uh, important in determining the kind of energy that you have on a day-to-day basis.
0: So what would your top and chi herbs be? My top
1: chi my my top qi tonics? Okay. Um okay, by far my favorite qi tonic is a stragus. Yeah. Wang chi. Um and you look and it's this is my favorite, but the one that's most famous that most people know is ginseng Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Now, interestingly enough, both of those herbs, the channels of the body that both of those herbs enter are the spleen and the lungs. Now the spleen is what classical Chinese medicine calls the digestive system. That's basically your digestion. And of course, in the lungs, you remember I said the qi is created from the food that you eat and the air that you breathe. So those two herbs enter the two organ systems that are in charge of creating energy in the body. And that's why, you know, everyone loves them so much. Uh, in ginseng, uh, I'm just going to talk about ginseng a little bit because uh, a lot of people tend to be afraid. Some people are actually afraid to say ginseng because they think that it's a central nervous system stimulant. And that could be couldn't be further from the truth. Ginseng does not stimulate the central nervous system. As a matter of fact, in the original materia medica, which is called Divine Farmer's Materia Medica, or the um, the uh, Ben Sao Jing, um, ginseng is an herb that is known to calm the spirit, to actually be calming in nature. So it it'll actually calm the sympathetic nervous system, the central nervous system. will calm it down, it doesn't excite it. Uh, what most people make a mistake of doing is they usually, they take the wrong type of ginseng for their constitutional makeup. There are three kinds of ginseng. There's the Korean ginseng, which is energetically very, very hot and energizing. Then there's the Chinese ginseng, which tends to be more in the middle, warming. And then there's American ginseng, which energetically is cooling. So when you decide on what type of ginseng that you should be taking, you should be matching it with uh, making it complementary to your particular constitution. Yeah. Someone who is really, really fiery and like type A and very driven, okay? They would actually do well taking American ginseng, which tends to be cooling in nature. It will balance their, their natural constitution. On the other hand, if you have somebody who tends to be more lethargic or more watery in their constitution, okay, then that's someone who could do Korean ginseng, which is very fibery and hot, and do very well with it. But again, it would be balancing who they are. So um, that's a good thing to remember uh, when you do herbs and when you're considering doing herbs. Is you you basically um, make the decisions according to your personal constitutional type. That's a great way That's a great place to start.
0: And what about, Lutheran, um, Siberi- what about Siberian ginseng?
1: Ah, well, Siberian ginseng, that's, that's a misnomer. Um, that is actually a Luthorococcus syndicosis. Yeah. It's not, it's not a true ginseng. Ah. It's a different species, yes. But it has a lot of the benefits. It has a lot of the same functions as real, real ginseng is called is Panax ginseng. So any ginseng in the Panax species, that's true ginseng. But eleuthrococcusynthicosis is not in that, that species. Um, although it has the same, a lot of the same functions as ginseng does, it is different. Um, and it is it is known primarily um, for helping to oxygenate the blood. It's really good for, it's certainly good for athletes uh, because it will increase the oxygenation in the blood. It'll increase you know, lung function. And it's also good for altitude climbers, especially people who go up really into high altitudes where the air gets thinner. Um, ginseng, I mean, allucoccus uh, scythosis or Siberian ginseng tends to oxygenate the blood better so they don't get altitude sickness. But it's but it's not true ginseng. That's a greater, it's a terrific herb. Yeah. Okay, and let's see. So, and my favorite, so my favorite, my favorite Chi other than Jinsei is a astragalus, and um, again, I love this. I just love this herb. It's, uh, it's a great herb to take on a daily basis. It has so many amazing functions to it. Uh, it is a great chi tonic, but it helps to stimulate or it helps to boost the immune system. Um, and it ha- it's a great longevity tonic. The, there have been plenty of studies on this herb, showing that it helps to keep the telomeres long at the end of the DNA strands so that when the cells divide, the DNA DNA strands do not shorten so that the cell can divide uh, a lot more times and it also lives a longer time. So that's, you know, it's just such an amazing, amazing function of that herb. So tell us about Shen. Shen. Okay. So Shen, so that's the third treasure. And as I said, and as I was talking about before, that's another transformational leap in as far as the energetics go. And Shen is absolutely, it's the most refined. Uh, it's the most subtle. And Shen really has to do with the spirit, with the connection to... The divine, or the connection to your your own humanity, um, the connection that you have with other people that you love, um, those kind of things. Um, and Shen, you know, there's a there's a saying in classical Chinese medicine that all diseases are basically diseases of the heart, and the heart. Is the place where Shen resides. Like a lot of people who have um, what we call disturbed Shen, so their their spirit is not solid. It's not restful. Um, a lot of people who have disturbed Shen have insomnia issues, and the reason in classical Chinese medicine when that happens is because in at nighttime when the spirit Needs to basically uh, descend and rest in the heart. If you if you have a shen that's too disturbed, it won't do that, and you will remain agitated. And if it doesn't descend out of the head, you won't be able to go to sleep because the energy is still there. And shen is, I mean, it literally. It, it may be the most refined energy, but it permeates all others because it's the highest. It's the highest vibration that you are connecting to, um, and the most refined. So it will have a major impact on all the rest of the energies in your body. And it's really interesting to note the thing about it, energy. It does. It does actually work both ways. It's. It's a. It's sort of like a two-lane highway, right? There's a highway going up from the most coarse and concentrated Jing up to the Shen, but there are the other energies that are actually coming into your um, into your energy fields, right? And they're just coming from above and descending, and as they enter, they go down, and they can become more coarse. They can become more manifesting. Uh And one of the things that's really interesting about this, if you think about disease states, um, you know, you could have a disease state that actually originates in the physical body, but you can also have a disease state that will emanate from the spiritual body or from the higher uh, form. So if you have negative energy that is descending and entering from above and coming into the Shen, that would have the ability to also become more dense and to actually manifest as a physical entity, like, for instance, a, a tumor. So, those energies, um, they, they really do work both ways.
0: Uh-huh. So, which, which are your top shen herbs?
1: Well, uh, absolutely, the top on the list here is reishi, is uh, Ganoderma lucidum. And even, you know, it's even the name of that herb, the Latin name of that herb, Ganoderma, which means shiny skin, and lucidum means brilliant, so a brilliant, shiny skin, and it's really amazing because in the, I mentioned before the, uh, the, the Shen Nong's Ben Cao Jing, the original Materia Medica, um, it talks about Ganoderma quiets the essence and the ethereal soul, so one of the One of the shams, one of the energetic shams in the body does that uh, and cultivates humanity and compassion. This is talking about an urban here, cultivating humanity and compassion and quieting the essence. And it says protracted taking may make the body light, prevent senility, and prolong life so as to make one as an immortal. (laughs) <laughs> this is like, this is so, this is so different if you take, if you look at how they talk about herbs in Shenlong's Ben Sao Jing, and then how they talk about an herb in one of the modern material medicas, okay, where, you know, they talk about, okay, um, you know, the, this herb uh, nourishes the heart and calms the Shen, but like stops cough and arrests wheezing and it's good for neurasthenia, it's good for hyperlipidemia, it's good for chronic hepatic diseases. And, it, you know, it becomes so clinical in, like, in the modern material medicine even the way that we learn them in, in acupuncture school. It was that very clinical look at what an herb does like almost physiologically, but they sort of dropped off all of that, that brilliant, spiritual and, and esoteric meanings of what these herbs do in the body. Uh, it's, it's really a shame that you know, we sort of lost a lot of that. And one of the things that I try to do and what this company tries to do is we try to really keep that kind of knowledge alive. We want people to know that even all of these herbs have, like, for instance, reishi is known for being bidirectional in the immune system. So if you have a deficient immune system, it will actually bring it up. Or if you have an overactive immune system, like you have an autoimmune disease, or you have allergies, things like that, reishi has the ability to suppress that, to bring it down, and to lower histamine release for allergic uh, conditions and, and things like that. So it's bi-directional, and it is very habit-protective. It does protect the liver tissue from oxidative stress and from oxidative toxicity. Um, it also lowers, lower cholesterol levels, that's one of the other things that it's known for. So it does do all of those incredible physical things, but at the same time, you have these sublime. Energetics of this herb where it calms the Shen, it gives you a feeling of peace and centeredness. It can transform negative cycles into benevolent cycles. It can literally, it's sort of like um, the rooter for your for your for your mind. You know, it just gets rid of all of the junk that you've accumulated over all of the years, and just says, as it said to me the first time I ever took it, you know what, this no longer serves your life, Mm. let it go, Mm. let it go, and it's just profound.
0: Mm. So for people that are listening and are are really stimulated and and interested and maybe haven't used the herbs before, and they're thinking, oh, Mm -hmm. it sounds like I need all of them, (laughs) Um, where do you say to start, Is it best to start with one formula at a time, or can you take more than one together? Do they counteract if you're doing your Jing and your Qi at the same time?
1: Okay. Um, I'm gonna address this uh, from a little bit of a different um, angle. And what I would like people to do if they're contemplating starting a herbal program is to really sit down for a moment And number one, think about, okay, where am I in my life? What is it or where do I want to be in my life? Okay? So I want them to become really clear about their intentions because that that is going to have a big impact on how they pursue, you know, like an herbal program. Because if you if you don't if you don't have that, if you, you if you have this sort of attitude like, oh well, you know, oh I have this I heard this herb was really good for my immune system, I think I'm gonna start taking it. Okay? So you may take it for a while and you may or may not actually experience something. But if you start with an intention, okay? And then with the intention comes dedication. Then you're going to actually, you will actually, you'll actually get a much better result than if you just did it haphazardly. Now, so to get to what you were asking me, um, it is so much fun to play with these, these herbs. So, and, and uh, to address your question about do they counteract each other? And the answer is no, they don't. As a matter of fact, they play really, really well together. And one of the fun things about doing a herbal program is that you can start with maybe just a couple of herbs and then uh, you can take them for a long time. I mean, hey, how long? I mean, you've been doing herbs for a long time, actually. Yeah, like over
0: 10 years. Them for a while.
1: Yeah right so did you start out with like a single herb and then go to formulas or did you just you know how did how did you start yeah
0: definitely started out with single herbs i'm sure reishi was one of the first that we were introduced to and Mm -hmm.
1: that's a great beginning yeah. (laughs) yeah um okay so so you can do that you can start off with like single herbs and some people like to go, okay, I'm going to take this herb, and here's my intention, and this is what I want to see if I can feel from it, or this is what I would like to feel from it, right? And they'll do that herb, and they'll do it consistently. And what we usually tell people is, if you're going to start a single herb or, or, or a program, right, you do it consistently for 100 days. Uh-huh. And that goes way And that goes way back to the Taoist, and the Taoists believe that it takes a 100-day cycle to literally change the energetics of your body wow. to change the way the cells are functioning in the body it takes 100 days so we really recommend that people do do that um, and then you can so you start with water, and then you can start doing combinations you can start doing a jing tonic, a chi tonic, and a shen tonic. You can do all three together. And that way you've got a full, you've got an actual herbal program just by doing a good jing tonic, a chi tonic, and a shen tonic, you've got all three treasures right there. And then if you go along, you can switch them out because there are so many different ones within each of those categories that you can switch in and out. And you can really play with them and try to distinguish subtle differences in their energy and how your energy reacts to it, how you feel on a day-to-day basis by doing all of these different combinations. And then you can actually do the formulas. Um, You can can go up to the formulas and um, I I have done most of the formulas that, that we carry and even some of the classic formulas, I've actually taken them and I, I upgraded them, or I shouldn't say upgraded, i just tweaked them a little bit to probably be a little bit more uh, relevant for today's society and the way that we function. Um, but you, when you start to do formulas, um, the formulas tend to be a little bit more complex and maybe a tad more balanced. And uh, but it's it's showing you the synergy. It's uh, where you get where you get an effect from a combination of herbs that are superior to the function or the effect of each one of them alone. So they really start to they they. It's almost like a concert. They start to sing together. So,
0: wanted yeah. to ask you that so they were based on classical formulations and then you just kind of you tweak them a little bit
1: um yeah some of them some of them are uh, and some of them aren't uh, Yeah, but a lot of them are, are based on classics because um, you know a lot of the classics were literally you know these these Chinese sages and Chinese doctors were they were just they knew they were so tapped in to the energies of the earth and the energies of the plants and the energies of their surroundings much much more than we have the ability to do that today even though a lot of us you know tend to try to ground ourselves and remain centered and connected um i don't think we even in today's society I don't think we have the ability of doing it the same way that they that they did because it was it was literally their way of life and that's what the Taoists call this you know their way um, of experiencing uh, the earth the energy of plants uh, in a, in its pure form in its pure sense. Yeah.
0: Can you tell us your personal regime? Which herbs do you take on a daily basis at the moment?
1: My, my regimen? Yeah. Is that is that what you're asking? Yeah, yeah. What what I take every day? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll I will turn around and I'll take a look. Um, okay, so. Uh, I take I take Reishi every day. I also take astragalus. Um, I take the formula called Three Brothers, and uh, Three Brothers actually has uh, this is a this is basically a qi formula a qi tonic, um, and it has three herbs in it. It has astragalus, it has cordyceps and cordyceps and wild cordyceps. Okay, um, so. That's a really good. That's a really good combination, and and then, um, depending on how I feel on a particular day, I do uh, I do gynostemma a lot. Gynostemma is an amazing uh, adaptogen, um, and the other great thing about gynostemma is that um, it helps to keep uh, helps to maintain normal blood sugar levels. Uh, which is which is really important, um, so especially in today's challenging lifestyle and, and, and the way people eat in general. Um, keeping blood sugar levels balanced is really a good idea, although I don't need a lot of sugar to begin with, only from fruit and that kind of thing, but um, it's good to keep it low anyway. Um, and then I also do the formula, uh, the Great Adapter, uh, which has, you know, it has uh, rhodiola in it. It has uh, astragalus. It's um, got all those really amazing herbs. Um, I do that. Uh, I sometimes do peaceful spirit, uh, the major ingredient in uh peaceful spirit is reishi but it also has an herb called polygala and polygala is a really special herb for maintaining the connection between the heart and the kidney so this is maintaining the connection if you want to think about it this way between the shen the spirit and the jing and that's really important because that connection If that connection is strong, you actually feel at home in your body. You feel like, you know, this is the place where you're supposed to be. People who do not have that kind of a strong connection don't feel comfortable in their own skin. Mm -hmm. They, these are, these are people who can very easily, um, go off into psychotic episodes because they don't have an attachment to their being uh-huh. at this time in their lives so that's a really important herb uh, in that formula and then it also has the herb Albizia flower and that's another incredible shen tonic um that literally uh it's one of its Albicea flower flowers by the way uh, Tend to be very sheny because because the en- if you think about the energetic of a flower and how delicate it is, and refined, so that tends to be an energy that will address the shen or will will basically um, affect the shen more than let's say the roots herbs that are roots because herbs that are roots are, are going to have a lot of that earth energy so they're going to be more grounding but the flowers have that very light airy shen quality to them. So that's another formula that I do and then and then I'll mix and match you know individual herbs I'll do chaga sometimes or the medicinal mushrooms. I just I just have fun with it.
0: <laughs> so how do you tend to take them? Do you put them into drinks or do you just take capsules or
1: Um, well, no, I, I usually, um, I tend to do them right into my mouth because (laughs) it's like I'll just, you know, pop them in, whether it's the, whether it's the powder. If I have, if I do capsules, I actually open up the capsules and I, you know, just put them into my mouth. Um, or, or once in a while, I'll just, uh, you know, get warm water. And I will dissolve them and drink them, drink them like a tea. Uh-huh. Yeah. But a lot a lot of people ask, how should you take it? You know, how what's the best way? You know, the thing about it is the way you do it or the way you want to do it is the best way to do it. Yeah. So a lot of people, you know, they don't they don't want to taste the herbs like Reishi, for instance. It's such an amazing herb, but you know it's bitter. Yeah. It's a very bitter herb. There's, a, there's something special about bitter because um, the the taste of bitter, okay, drains fire from the heart. So if you are agitated or if you're like – if you're Shen disturbed and you take Reishi, one of the attributes, because it is so bitter, okay, it's going to take that agitation and that fire and it's going to really – just drain it out of the body so that you're able to relax, so that you're able to become centered and calm. And a lot of people don't appreciate that bitter or any flavor has a particular function. Sweet has a function too. Sweet tonifies the middle. That's why you have, you know, the herbs like ginseng and astragalus, both of those herbs are sweet. And the reason that that they're sweet is because they go to the middle, they go to the digestive function. So each of the herbs not only has a function, it's got a taste, it has a, it has a thickness or a lightness to it. And all of these aspects make the herb special in, in what it does in the body. Those are really, really important. But if people don't want to taste it, they can do the capsules, no problem. Just, you know, in the mouth, down the throat, that's it
0: And do you think that's yeah. the best time of the day to take them Or do you take them throughout the day
1: It depends on What you're what, Again, what's your intention Of when you're taking it But in general, and these this is a general rule So, and rules are made to be broken We know that So I'm going to give you general rules Okay, gin tonics In all likelihood can be taken at any time of the day Morning, noon, and night, doesn't matter um, chi tonics customarily chi tonics are taken during the day like early morning afternoon late afternoon because if you think about what is what is it that chi is doing she is about movement it's about activity it's about fire and function all right that's when you're active that's that's during the day so in the evening you actually want to be coming out of that cycle and winding down. And that is primarily when you would do Shen Tonics because you want to center, you want to calm, you want to calm down from the day, let all the junk go. So it's a great time to do Shen Tonics. Now, as I said before, rules are made, made to be broken. If you are someone who has a lot of stress all the time, then doing shen all day long is not a bad idea. Just to keep you functioning on a great level. Um, people who are really, really stressed, you know the formula of the plurium and dragon bone, I think, right? Yeah. Okay. The and dragon bone is thats like a classic formula for people who have who really, really high stress in their lives. And if they take that, what that formula does is It will actually interrupt the fight-or-flight activity so that that fight-or-flight feedback that's going on in their body that's keeping them at a high level of stress all the time, it'll interrupt that, it'll bring them down, it'll calm them, and it'll make them or it'll help them become more functional because when you are in a state of stress – you cannot and this you know this is scientifically proven, you cannot make good executive decisions when you're in a state of stress mm-hmm. because your frontal cortex has been cut off. Mm-hmm. So if you are calm and centered, you can make good decisions.
0: And can you yeah. just tell us because Dragon Bone obviously isn't actually dragon? <laughs> but can you tell us what uh,
1: it's it's actually um it's a mineral that's yeah that's you know they they call it dragon bone um but it's just a it's just a mineral substance uh-huh. it's it's calcium uh-huh. yeah
0: so um, <laughs> <laughs> um what are you working on at the moment? Are you always developing new formulations? Are you, do you feel like you're always learning, even after all these years, do you feel like you're always learning new things and discovering new combinations?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's that's one of the things about, you know, I would, if anyone wants to become an herbalist, it's, it's probably, it's one of the most gratifying, uh, you know, things that you can possibly do in your life because the the learning is never ending. It just isn't because you can, as I said before, you know, you can combine different herbs and you're going to get totally different um, functions from them. You're going to get totally different effects by combining different herbs and if you think about just in like, uh, you know, in the tonic category. Uh, you know, there are about at least 60 tonics that you could do different combinations with. And then if you take into and if you add in all of the other herb categories, like the harmonizers and and, you know, the drainers and the medicinal herbs that you could do. I mean, it's just, it's endless. It's endless. Yeah, you can... You, you're never going. You, you're never going to tire of of experimenting and going. Oh my god! This is like. How did this happen? <laughs> yeah.
0: Amazing. Um, I feel like I could listen to you all day.
1: Well, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I, <laughs> I appreciate like that. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. I love it. I, I I really enjoyed it. Thank you. I
0: feel like we've only yeah. scratched the surface of your lips.
1: Well, we can. If you ever want to delve into something more deeply, all you need to do is call. Thanks. We can do that. Thank
0: you. Next time in LA, I'll okay. to pick you up.
1: Yes, you absolutely should. It yeah. would be delightful if we can go to OLAC. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, George.
0: Thank you so much for your time.
1: All right. Be well.
0: Thank you.